Hi, I'm Joyce Kostakis, and my guest tonight is Deborah Antich of the Traveling Psychic Supper Club. Welcome to Walk In Investigations Podcast. I'm in the process of completing Streaming James, a paranormal detective novel. It's a sequel to Streaming Sarah. My detective, Katie Hansen, is navigating the waters of being a new psychic after a near-death experience. As I continue with my paranormal research, I wanted to put it all in my book. But books the size of War and Peace can be overwhelming. I started this podcast hoping to help people understand the normal and paranormal. I plan to interview subject matter experts with special skills that my fictional characters will have. I thought a podcast would be the perfect solution. You can listen and learn alongside of me. In the novel, Katie learns about Akashic Records, Karma, Tarot Cards. Did I say that right, Deborah? Is it Tarot? Well, it, so some people say Tarot, which is the, the actual original way of pronouncing it. Mm-hmm. But I say Tarot. So okay. it's tomato tomato <laughs> okay i will say tarot um uh, my character also is learning remote viewing auras and much more so buckle in this is going to be a fun ride so uh, deborah welcome and i'm so excited you could join us uh we go way <laughs> uh, we go way back and i learned so much from your travel psychic supper club not only did i have a delicious dinner and i met some wonderful people uh, but it really sparked my creativity and opened up my writing in ways I just could have never imagined. Um, and so I was hoping that you could uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your skills. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I wanted to jump right in there and just say, like, yeah, I know, you know, it's great to be here. Um, a little bit about me and my skills. Um, so I always tell people when I have a question in front of me that is a very, has a lot of answers. Um, make that a smaller question. So how about when did you realize you were psychic? Okay, Um, that one is easy. I used to answer a different way, and my answer really, I've gone back a little bit farther. Um, I think it's not when did I realize I was psychic. It's when did I realize that everybody else maybe acted like they weren't or just didn't talk about this stuff. you know, it, it, to me, this has always been natural, a part of my life. It's um, something that sometimes I would get overwhelmed with. But then as I got older, I noticed either A, people just aren't talking about it, like their reactions to the things around them, or they're not having them. And I think that probably the age I was anywhere between, I mean, getting glimpses of that at six, getting glimpses of it again at eight, um, up probably around 11 or 12 was when I realized that this is just not something that is going to be talked about in a regular everyday conversation. Does that answer yeah. that question very mm-hmm. well? And so, you know, when you're kind of saying like, I know for me, you know, we'll have friends and, and then you and I have done this where, um, I'll think, hey, I want to call her, but I'm stuck in traffic, so I don't want to dial, and then you'll call. Or right. I'll think, um, gosh, I haven't, you know, I've, I've been bad, I haven't done X in a while, and then the next day the opportunity for me to, to do that kind of pops in. So, you know, when people aren't talking about it, do you think maybe they aren't realizing that that's just normal and um, that kind of we, we all have skills that, at one level or another? There's a couple of different answers to that question, which is, 
I think that some people are are a little bit too. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they're paying attention to too many things, and so they're um, inundated. I guess that's the word. With um, almost like jumbled up information. It's not. It's not creating a path for clear information to come through. Um, distracted. I think people are distracted a lot of the time, especially now, and it, it's, there's not those quiet places to let information come in. And I mean, I've had people in my group that came to me and said, I don't want this information, it's overwhelming, take it away. Do um, you know what I'm saying? So it's, I think there's a couple of different answers there mm-hmm. that some people, they're like, oh yeah, that's just normal. Like you think of a song and then it plays on the radio and it's just like almost like a little, oh, okay, that happened. And then there's people that are like, I don't want anything like that to happen to me because it is scary or I was taught it was bad or wrong. And so they push it down. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, but exactly like you said, it is normal. For some people, this is just their life. Mm-hmm. And for me, I feel like the sooner that you can accept and like come to grips with that, if, that's, if you're one of those people, um, great. Because there are those of us that are here to support growth, even through fear. And is that what made you realize that you really wanted to help others and kind of start this dinner? Yeah, so um, I started doing professional, professional readings. I've done readings on and off my whole life, but I started um, actually seeing clients um, in early 2011, and I was noticing with my readings, sometimes people are connected by their information, and so I was seeing that people were connected by the things that were going on in their reading. The information I was giving them was relative to more than one person. And it also seems that when people come to me, um, they'll be going through similar things. And so I was just like, these people should just meet each other. Like, why don't we just make a space for that to happen? And so that's why I started the dinners, so that people that were having either similar experiences or having similar information come through as answers, be able to meet each other and and kind of talk through it together. Um, Like connecting, just connecting people with other people that could understand them. But yeah, it's um, that's very much why I started doing work professionally, just because I was already doing it anyway. And I mean, at the end of the day, we all have to eat food and pay for electricity. So um, it was part of both. It was that I was doing it more and more and feeling drained by having a regular job and then doing this on top of it. But also, um, the people were not going to stop coming. Mm-hmm. And that's why I kind of put my shingle out and said, you know, I'm available to do this on the reels, you know? Yeah. Can you describe, I know there's no typical dinner and there's, you know, but can you describe like, the, the, I guess the concept of the dinner and kind of what happens in a dinner and, and maybe what people take away from it? Sure. Um, so there is, and like you said, there's not, there's not a typical dinner. Um, I've actually tried uh, to, you know, bring a topic or, um, you know, it, it's just funny how, you know, whatever you call it, spirit or source or the universe or whatever, you know, it has got its own ideas. And I always just kind of think, okay, well, if, if my idea is not what you want to do, then, you know, you take charge. And so, you know, I bring a book or a topic and it would end up going to the wayside, you know, within five minutes. And 
the real reason we were there would, would kind of arise. So a dinner can look like any, it can be one person coming and saying, this just recently happened to me. And then like two or three other people there being like, oh my God, like you're kidding, right? Because that same thing just happened to me and going from there. Or um, it can be just a very organic conversation. Topic is always going to be, I guess the, the plate under the meal is always going to be intuition. Mm-hmm. It, everything that we talk about stems from or is seen through the eye of intuition. And so everybody comes knowing that. And um, one of the things that I've always said is, uh, you know, people come to me and the first thing they say, you know, kind of looking around is, this might sound crazy. This is a place where you can talk about all those things that you think might sound crazy. And my response to that is always like, just tell me. Because I can guarantee you I've heard 10 things like within the last week that are crazier than what you're going to tell me. So it kind of sits people at ease um, that this is not weird or this is not crazy or this is not, um, you know, you don't have to talk in, in, in a quieter voice when you come here. You can actually say exactly what's on your mind. And it's interesting, too, because once people do start connecting, like, oh, wow, I, I can take that filter off and I can actually talk from my heart and you know without worrying about my you know other people's judgment it just makes it so much easier to connect with that intuition or that skill that somebody shows up saying i think i might have this but then i think it i i just tell myself it's crazy or we don't have that there you know we don't have that filter there and i think it's refreshing for people you know I, i actually like that um you know kind of the use of intuition because i think sometimes when people hear psychic they think crystal ball they uh-huh. think you know I, i'm i'm seeing a ghost in front of me they think you know i'm hearing voices but kind of tapping into that inner gut that inner knowing and developing that muscle is developing a psychic skill and and to to me taking that word psychic out and just you know, going to the heart of you're open, you're listening. You know, I used to kind of joke about meditation where if I'm sitting in there with my monkey chatter, God's getting a busy signal. Universe is like really Uh trying to tell you something here, but you know, you're kind of sending it back to me because you're, you're jumping around in your head where getting that intuition is the same thing. You're kind of teaching, I believe teaching people to, to be silent and listen, work that muscle. And, you know, to me, being around other people who have different skills, some people may hear, some people may just know, have that sense, have that gut. Um, I think it raises everybody's vibration so that your skill goes up a level, but then you acquire another one because you now know it's possible because you've seen it in somebody else. And then you yeah. have another meeting and your your vibration goes up and then you see somebody else's skill and your belief system says, gosh, that's possible. And then, you know, I think it's not just so much as an individual kind of learning to to enhance their own path, but being around other people and realizing what all's out there, I think just gives you a big toolbox. Yeah, and it, yes, all of what you just said. And also there is an, an energy to that, to supporting someone as they grow that is also supporting you 
as, as you grow or like hone the skill. And what you just said is exactly right because, and it's like as you're talking, like a lot of times I'll see pictures as, as someone's speaking, it's like an upside down tornado where it, it's the, the movement starts far and wide, but then it gets pulled up tighter and tighter as it goes. So what's happening with that is as you're taking those, it's funny because I teach a class and we talk about Maslow's hierarchy. You know, once you're not worrying about the everyday, the things that, you know, oh, um, you know, other people are looking at me or thinking about what I'm wearing or, you know, when you're not trying to keep up with the Joneses, you're, you're really opening opportunities for self-exploration. You know what I mean? And so that's what's happening when everybody is there clicked in for one purpose, which is to increase intuition, but also bring other people along and help them on their journey. It's very exciting when someone calls me and they're like, oh my God, this happened. Or, you know, sometimes I've even had people um, kind of partner up within the group. You know, you'll have someone that just clicks really well with somebody else. And so they'll begin a friendship. And that's a really cool There's just so many other things that have happened on top of just getting together to have conversations about intuition Mm -hmm. that I could not even see coming that make this work even more and and rewarding for for me to to create that place, that platform for people to um, connect and pull each other up. It's, it's, I love it. It, It's really, very exciting work. Well, I am glad you are doing that exciting work and sharing it with us. Um, You know, one of the things that I have in my book, and I, you know, I'll admit that I'm at the research stage, so I'm I'm hoping one, I even pronounce it correctly, but uh, is it Akashic Records? Yeah, Akashic Records, Akashic Records. Akashic Records. Um, I think it depends on where you live in the country as to how you kind of say it, you know. but yeah, I Akashic Records. Okay, so we, we talked intuition, but that goes more than just intuition. That's pulling information in, right? Can you can you tell a little bit about that? So, so people that work in the Akashic Records, if they all do it differently. Um, just like um, if you have an artisan that that paints a picture and they're they're trained in different methods, or they're one person is what's the word when you're born with it? Um, just, just have it, you know, greater than other people from birth. Mm-hmm. They're going to look different. And so I can tell you how I um, work in, in the records, and it, might, and it might be completely different than how somebody else does. I did, um, it's funny because I went to get certified to, to read the records, and, and there are certifications that you can go through and take. And when I did that, I realized the method that they used, I, for me, I am able to jump in and out of the records with somebody's voice. Now, usually the intention has to be there because for me, Akashic Records work is deeper work. The people that come to me to do work in the records usually are coming for a purpose. It's not like, oh, this is a cool thing that I heard about and I want to look into it. They're usually coming to see me because they are either experiencing a pattern that they just want to get worked through. Um, there, uh, it might be a trauma that has brought something up from way long ago, but work in the records, it, so let me take a couple steps back. So um, 
Akashic Records is where every single life that we have lived, are living, or will live is kept, like a library. Um, whenever I see the records, it's more like a long tunnel that is circular, and um, I, as I'm explaining it, I'm like, no, this is not, this is how I see it, but I'm gonna explain it this way because I think it'll make it easier for people to visualize it. Um, when I sit with someone, their voice is what takes me to their records. And wherever they're at, when they come to see me, is going to have an effect on what record I go to pull for them. So it's almost like a library where, you know, the old timey um, card, what it's called, card catalogs, right? Um, that has the little piece of paper that you pull it out and you take it to the librarian and they tell you where the book is. It's kind of like that because every single experience is like one of those cards. So I basically, based on their voice and where they're at at the time, that's going to walk me down this tunnel to where their specific um, little file cabinet is and I'll pull the pull it open and I literally it's not like I'm looking for something I know exactly where I'm going and I pull it and that's where we start so it's very definitely there's no way that I could do that with the intention of saying okay I'm gonna go to this specific life other people might be able to do that but for me I'm working off of the person's energy and it tells me where to go so does that answer your question? Yeah. So I'm just thinking of the healing aspect of that. So knowing that, you know, you always hear people say, I was a princess in a past life. And you're like, and what, what's that doing for you in this life kind of thing? Like yeah. everybody was a princess, right? But I think a healing part, you had mentioned the word pattern. So um, could, let's say, you know, you have a hard time committing in a relationship and then perhaps you realized um, you were a priest or you had a religion that didn't um, allow marriage or allow partnerships. And so in this lifetime, it's possible that you feel like you shouldn't have that. And so there's possibly a, a block or a not, you know, you're not doing something right or you're cheating on someone else, but you don't know who, but it was probably maybe a, you know, a past religion. Something like that coming up could actually you know, break that pattern, just knowing? Uh, yeah. So, so, first of all, I would like to say I have never met anybody that was Cleopatra in a past <laughs> life, okay? Like, it, I've never met, and in fact, most of the lives that I take people back to are very mundane. They're very, it, it's not, um, it's not earth-shattering, but... Exactly like you're saying, it might be a role where, and, and one of the things that I find a lot is that things are misperceived a lot of the time in past lives, in current lives, so much can be built on a misperception or some or fear of misperception that patterns do get created. And then like, I call it stitched in. And then that's where the, the pattern itself begins from one one early stitch that then gets doubled over time, tripled over time to where then by the time that you're 10, however many lives away, that is something that runs through all of those lives. And so, and, 
it, that's where it is helpful to be able to go back to the original in in one life. Like I've done that work with people, you know, going back to a childhood situation here. I've done that work with people, um, a place where something was just understood miscorrectly, mm-hmm. or something was seen as quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes here, bad. That was like you're saying. Um, it was taught to them that this was bad or wrong, and so they took that into into a deeper space and hid it. But with anything, like hidden things don't stay hidden, and so it, it only is something that they're going to relive over and over again until that original wrong thought is corrected. And so, th- thank you for that. That you know, you all, you over the years you've mentioned stitching, and I never really got a picture in my head until just this this call. So I uh, I'm I'm actually glad that came up. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, and that's what it is. It it literally is stitches that get that it's it, it's like a stitch over itself, over itself, over itself. So that is awesome that you were able to. Like visualize and get yeah because I've, I've talked about that for years huh yeah <laughs> and I was like oh she's talking <laughs> stitching again what I, she's a seamstress I no, don't know great. Yeah. here she goes again yeah <laughs> so I but, could say it over and over for people to get it sometimes <laughs> yeah so I thought the light just went off um but so now I guess on the tarot card that's not Akashic Records right that are you looking at a design in a card and then how, how does that work um, so Akashic Records and tarot cards are very different. Um, and I'm glad you asked me that because I've had people um, say before, you know, well, well, um, well I'll have, because Akashic Records work is a lot longer. Um, tarot is, it can be long, but it's usually shorter. Um, it's, tarot is easy. I don't want to say easy, but it's easier for me because I'm a, I'm a visual a lot of times I see pictures. A lot of times, um, you know, you've, you've seen my black book. I, I'll draw or write things in a book that are part of a reading. But with tarot, it's easy because the pictures are right in front of the person. Where I'm not trying to explain to them what I'm seeing. It's right there. And so I'm able to say, okay, and, and I'm a very visual reader. The deck that I use is the... Um, new Palladini deck and it's very colorful it's very it's got a lot of different things going on on the cards and so um and it also tells a story Akashic Records tells a story but in a very different way it's almost like Akashic Records for me it almost a a movie appears and, and is played and I'm able to understand what I'm seeing from a bird's eye or a observer's point of view that I'm able to then relay to the person that's sitting with me. Tarot, we're more sitting there side by side looking at the reading unfold. And so I will say, and someone that listens to this might not like that I say this, but for me, tarot is, for lack of a better word, it, it's, it's a lesser tool than um, working straight with clairvoyance with the re- within the records. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like anybody could, could learn tarot and do it and do it great, like get really good at it. But I, Akashic Records is, I think some people can train to do it. I mean, there are trainings, like I was saying earlier, but not everybody is going to be drawn 
I mean, I guess that's worth any tool, you know, but Kashuk Records is a very specific tool, and tarot is a much more widely used tool. So maybe I shouldn't say it's a lesser tool, but it's an easier tool. Is it maybe more broader in scope, and maybe the Akashic Records are more, like one might be more high level, one might be more drilled down, or just different? They're just different. They're, they're just different tools. Um, and like for me, there, there are some tools that are like almost like lower level tools that I wouldn't use because of the types of energies that they draw. Um, tarot is, to me, it just, I, like I don't even feel right saying this, but it, it's basic. It's a, um, I, I think that more people are drawn to tarot than, um, than would be drawn to the Akashic Records because, well, and you, you see it, you hear about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's common. So maybe that, not saying it's lesser, but it, it's more, it's a more common tool. Um, so I know we have not mentioned this at all, but I also play, um, alchemy crystal bowls when i first got those bowls it did not feel appropriate for me to even have my tarot cards out at the same time that i had the bowls out now that i've worked with the bowls more i don't feel that way Mm -hmm. but it's because the bowls are a much higher level tool the same way that akashic records are a higher level tool than tarot it's like like if you looked at it on a scale tarot would be more towards the bottom or the root, and Akashic would be, and the bowls would be more towards the crown. So just in level, I, I when I hear level, I think vibrational too. It's mm-hmm. higher vibration. Well, and so here's another reason to, ooh, okay, this helps me to explain it. Tarot cards, you touch. Akashic records, you don't touch. There is no human contact other than from the mind. Do you see how that's different? Yeah. Like, Tarot cards, and I have people shuffle their cards. I, I, I give people the cards to shuffle. So there's a lot of different energy in the tarot cards. I clear them, but, and I actually clear them with the bowls, with the sound and the frequency. So what you're saying, you're very much on the right, on the right way of thinking because it's almost like tarot cards could get, pick up other energies where the records don't. Like the record, and even the way that I'm seeing it, visualizing it in my mind as I'm talking, the records are higher. They're, up there and out there where tarot cards are physically in my hand okay now um so you you know you're i I don't know if we mentioned that you're in austin texas and your dinners are are in austin texas is there a way (laughs) if somebody's not in austin texas that they can kind of benefit from you know some of the your training your teachings that you know being in that group environment i'm sure so um I do readings. I do phone readings and Skype readings for people all over the world. But you and I were talking about this because that group physically being somewhere in other people's space, it contributes, right, to the experience. And so I, and I, so we haven't mentioned this either, and I don't want to get too much into it, but, you know, I used to do a live radio show that people could call in, and we could have, converse, you know, group conversations. Um, it was me and Kelly, my co-host, and um, I'm really looking, I'm ready to explore something like that again. And so um, I actually have been led, um, if, what's the word, whenever someone does something that, like, 
makes you want to do it too. What's the word? Sometimes I don't know what words are, which is funny, but um, what's the word? Whenever like you have blanked me to want to start my own podcast again. Inspired to start or yes, inspired? <laughs> yes, you I. You and your podcast has inspired me. It's just funny, like, things come around again. And so I will say, people can reach out to me. You've got all my information. Um, and But I would like to start a group thing again for people that aren't in Austin because my clients are, are like I said, everywhere. But also, I'm starting to travel more within Texas doing private events um, in Houston area, um, Dallas. I go up to Dallas a lot. But, yeah, I mean, if you're not in Austin, I mean, you can't physically be at a dinner. So I'm trying to figure out some ways to rectify that. Okay. I think you might be able to help me help me with that a little bit, huh? Sure. I, I'm in. Um, so, so I, I now I'm new to this podcast stuff too, um, and I I think there's going to be a spot where I could put your information. I do have a contact page for you up there, so I'll make sure that all of that is uh, listed there. Um, but um, just just for I guess the benefit of anybody holding a pen in their hand, um, <laughs> your phone number is five one two three six eight. Eight four two eight, and yep. um, for for email, it's Deborah at Traveling Psychic Supper Club dot com, and then but your website is also Traveling Psychic Supper Club dot com. That's right, and and it's Deborah the long spelling, the biblical spelling, D E B O R A H, not the short spelling. Okay, thank you. So, um, well, I've really enjoyed um, you sharing all your skills with us, and I really look forward to chatting again. Um, do you have anything that you um, want to cover that we didn't bring up or want to circle back to? Um, I, you know, I just think that it's the, the biggest thing that you and I in this work is that this is not crazy. This is not weird. It is not evil. You know, um, this is something that everybody has access to. And for us to all work on it together, not in shadows, not in, you know, behind, you know, whispers and, and, you know, being afraid. That's one of the things about the Supper Club is that we have these conversations in restaurants where, you know, we're not worried about what other, in fact, I've had people come over and be like, what do you guys talk, like, do you mind if I ask what you guys are talking about? People are interested in this. I remember this one is- dinner we were at, the waiter came over, or waitress, I can't remember which one, and started sharing their experiences and wanting to know how they could know more and stuff. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. it was pretty cool. It, it, this is for everybody. This is not some, um, you know, hidden thing that only certain people have access to. There will be things that you'll be drawn to that other people won't be drawn to, or you'll be really good at that other people won't be. Like, I have people ask me all the time, well, can you talk to the dead? And I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm a channel. I'm not a medium. I don't put myself as a medium out there as a medium because I don't feel like I'm that great at that. Now, I can channel you from earlier in your life or from a past life. I might be able to channel your mother, but I don't, that, it's a little part of my work. I can't go and, and honestly say I'm an, and, and my early business cards say psychic medium, but now my cards say channel, psychic okay. channel, because that's what I really am. And so I just tell people, like, 
explore and see what's your thing. Like, what are you good at? What? And if it is just knowing what song's going to be on the radio next, that's okay. Yeah, I'd like to, I, I'm, I'm excited that you're going to be coming on more shows. One of the things that I'd like to um, discuss is the difference between a, a median and channel. And then also, you know, you hear things about the planet shifting and vibrations shifting and people mm. having experiences and not and opening up in ways that they're not sure of what's happening, which is what I think um, your Traveling Psychic Supper Club is awesome because somebody might be going through some insights or changes and your group kind of helps you know bring some you're not going crazy to yeah to, to that it softens um, the blow yeah it can be a blow yeah and or they're just not spinning yeah. around confused you know you've got some direction so yeah so and, well and and i oh this is one thing i was gonna say if anyone has anything after hearing this like please reach out to Joyce or reach out to me, even if it's an email, like, what is this thing? That's one of the things that we would do in the, in the supper club. People come and be like, oh, my God, this thing happened to me when I was eight, and it's always stuck with me. What was that thing? And, I mean, it's like we might have some insight on that. So I welcome people's, you know, thought, or even if they're like, you're just crazy, you know what? You can think that, too. That's fine. But, like, the people that are out there and ready for this or might not be ready for it but need some help along the way, I feel like those are the people that we're here for. Perfect. Well, I um, I look forward to learning more, and I look forward to channeling that into my characters. So yes. I think with the characters sharing their knowledge, it's actually going to help kind of get it out even in a different medium. You know, even though it's a fictional book, I think – I think we can bring some uh, education to it. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's, it's hearing it is different than reading it. Some people are readers. They're going to have to read it. Some people are auditory. You know, some people are experiential. So as many ways, you know, Joyce, as many ways as you can get this out, the better. I like it. Well, thank you so much. And uh, you were my first interview, and I'm looking forward to you being my 100th interview. I will I will gladly be both. Thank you for having me on. All right. Well, thank you. Have a good evening. You too. All right. Thanks. Bye. Mm-hmm.